some delay. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Crackhead Theology. Uh, do you like that delay, everyone? Uh, I, I saw a comment from one of the listeners who listened for one minute. They said that my intro cuts in too long, uh, too short. It cuts in too quickly. So there you go. <laughs> There's your pause. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could, uh, maybe we could get you like some intro music. An intro to, music. To I would love that. Ease you in a little more. Yeah, I would love that, but I don't have any. I have dog crap talent for for music. <laughs> like I can sing, but um, you know Zion, right? Harrison's wife. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. she would, she, I think she has like a really good ear, and she would she would always, like, scold me for being uh, not really scold, but like say, "Hey Frank, you're out of tune." <laughs> I get so embarrassed oh, so rough. every time I was leading worship um, because I was out of tune, and then I gotta fix it. But yeah, you I, know I w- what you should have done what you should have put your guitar more out of tune so that when she corrects you, you can just go to no 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 I, I don't play like gu- i don't play the guitar i sing i sing out of tune <laughs> oh then sing off key even, even worse, worse dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a guitar a guitar like like no one would mind if it's out of tune you know what i mean because it's an instrument instruments fail but when when it's your own body you know what i mean it's like okay <laughs> You should have more control yeah, over that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like a guitar, you can sit down with a tuner, you can tune it. A voice, it takes training and yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully um, the next time, I don't know when I can sing again at church. Uh, it's been a while since I've been. Um, hashtag COVID problems, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it, the... the, the the doors are open for the church, but it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, what do you feel about it? Like, I, I, I f- don't, I don't like it. I like the just, just like going now. I, 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 it's not like I don't like going to church, but it's just that like it's, it's a bit of a, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I, I don't want to expose anyone. I don't want to get exposed. <clears throat> Um, so are, are you asking in reference to like COVID protocols and stuff like that? N- not even that, but like your own preference too. Like even if, for example, the, the, I mean, there was a time the ban has been lifted and I did go there. Um, it was right. fine. Um, masks weren't mandatory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got back up again and I'm like, like, do I really want to go to a place where everyone is like, you know, being yeah. careful about everything and, and and I mean it's good I don't know it's just my own feelings really um it, it's good to go to church I admit that but like in in this time of the time and age I I don't know yeah no that's it's hard because um you, you know uh oh yeah let's not get into the deep stuff yet but um you know, the church church is really about coming together as a community, right? And if, yeah. if that's being inhibited, then you know how how effective, which is not a word I love using, but how effective is the church process? Yeah, I, I understand that, and I, I really uh, I want to push myself to to get there, but but you know, um, by the way, we got into it immediately i forgot to introduce you (laughs) (laughs) terrible 
But you know what? This is what this show is all about. There's there's no rhythm. There's no law. We're all crackheads in this town. And uh, yeah, uh, Gordy, why don't you introduce yourself to those who don't know who you are? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Gordy Borg. I uh, I am a former classmate of Frank, and uh, I've worked in the church for a couple of years now. And um, yeah, I'm excited to get into our talk. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get back into our talk. I get back, yeah. He, he, <laughs> as as you guys might notice, I really don't have a lot of uh, non-Christian friends. Um, I wish I would have more, but um, oh, don't worry, I'm ready to shake things up. <laughs> Yeah, be, before COVID, I'd I've had opportunities to make more friends, but I I wasn't willing. Now that I'm willing, COVID hit, so it's like I I don't know what you, what the universe is playing here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just that's the nature of the time. It forces us to be more creative. Absolutely, yeah. Um, hey, this podcast is an excuse to invite friends to hang out. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like we. <laughs> Last time, last time we spoke was months ago. Yeah, when, and before that, it was probably like a year. Yeah, when I had to hand in my uh, my key from from uh, <laughs> for the recreation center at school. Um, yeah, I had to get my twenty five dollar deposit back. <laughs> got. It. I don't even dollar counts right now. I don't even know if I got it. <laughs> what? They probably put it on your account. Which May, is useless to you. Useless to me. Uh, hopefully, I can get it back. But uh, you know that that's like a, that's like I don't, I don't know two Big Macs, <laughs> <laughs> two Big Mac meals. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Mac meals. <laughs> I, I don't think inflation's hit us that hard. Oh, bro, I I never go to food like like food establishments in general without a discount coupon anymore. I don't I don't pay full price anymore for food outside <laughs> yo that's fair just become an extreme couponer yeah <laughs> uh, nowadays i have actually gone into um shopping because um as i revealed earlier i i shop for a living now i work with a company not gonna name because i'm not sponsored uh <laughs> <laughs> pay me money or i won't say your name <laughs> i'm not gonna advertise this crap but uh it's 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 a job that is you know um I've got I've gotten to appreciate. I'm not gonna lie. When I started it, it's like just a means to an end, and I and I hated it, like usual. But the more I got to know the Lord, the more I got to know my role in the universe, the more I've, you know, I've grown to to like it because it's basically answering the prayers of people who are asking for their daily bread, basically. <laughs> Like, okay next step is you're paying for their groceries right uh bro i need a lot of resources for dude i wish dude, i like one of my my biggest wants in life is to be the most generous person ever because i grew up not gonna lie to you i grew up being really frugal because we came from a third world country of course right? yeah so so we gotta we gotta penny save like as much as possible but then yeah. you know um, if I get more resources, hopefully I am my character is molded enough in G, like in Jesus' character that I'll be more generous with my stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully, that's the hope. But uh, not to say that wouldn't happen. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that it's like you know you have all these dreams about how philanthropic you would be. And then you actually get the resources and you're like, but I, I really like that TV. 
<laughs> I get what you mean. <laughs> and, and 90 inch. No. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. And, and that, that's what I, um, that's what I think about whenever I pray for resources, because we, mm. as Christians, we do need to pray for resources, right? Every day. Like we ask for daily our bread. daily bread, right? Yeah. But, um, I, I got to be careful with that. Like, like, and there's also the test of, you know, um, if I'm not generous with, with what I have right now, then who's to say that I'll be generous if I get more? You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that too. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the practical aspect of Christianity that, that we as believers kind of have a hard grasp. Um, especially the we, the more like schooled, people <laughs> i mean i, yes, I that's educated folk i i am having <laughs> no it's just my personal I, I don't know about you but but what how i see it is that we educated folk in terms of the bible and <laughs> in christianity i'm i'm serious here like it's <laughs> i know you're laughing but but like i'm, I'm t- telling you there's a difference between someone who loves jesus and and reads the bible but but doesn't know a lot of the nuance of it and someone who is like I don't know, has a PhD or like has a degree on it. It's just different. Yeah. No, and, I, I laugh because it, it just sounds so pretentious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we educated but, folk. Yeah. You know, but, but the truth is like, uh, I mean, even in scripture, we're told where we are held to a higher standard because of what we know, right? Because of what we know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just, um, it's, it's just, it's just a big burden. I, I might say a pain in the ass, if if I may say so myself, because because you know, like you know a lot. Like we both know that we know a lot, and then yeah. we try to achieve that. And it's like I don't know if if what I'm doing is correct. Like we overthink things. And um, do you remember that story with Dean, Dean Davy? What what Dean Davy taught us? He told us all those stories. But do you remember that time? When he yeah, said, "Yeah, you got to be way more specific." Yeah, he he said he said, um, "Just just do it, man." You just like he basically Shia LaBeoufed us uh, that one time. <laughs> just do it, cause cause we overthink it. Like, oh, if I help this person, am I helping them with in my own goodness of my heart, or right. am I, you know, am I motivated by my own selfish des- desires? And Dean Davis just just do it. Like, it's <laughs> who cares? Like if if like like if you do it. Out of the goodness of your heart, great. Like, like, uh, if not, then you help someone. But you you can't really see clearly because uh, the Bible said the heart's deceitful, mm-hmm. right? So even if you try, it's like it's like almost impossible <laughs> to to understand. Well, the, yeah, the <laughs> the truth is. Excuse me, I've got a cough. Um, That's okay. We, we all do, man. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah. Um, Most the, the truth is that everything has more nuance than we give it credit for and if i'm probably i'm probably gonna contradict myself later but that's um, fine <laughs> but that's what it, humans it, are we contradict like every single thing that we we say and do just yeah do. but like if if we never uh, rather if we always take the time to you know consider every little nuance and how does this affect that and uh, it, nobody's ever going to get helped nobody's <laughs> ever going to be cared for because you know you could walk across um uh, someone who is uh, living on the street and you, you know your impulse is uh, like oh do, do i give this person some money 
Uh, and then you start thinking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll buy him a meal because maybe if I give him money, uh, then they'll go spend it on drugs. But yeah. also maybe if you're, you're taking away, um, if you're not giving them money and they have to, you know, maybe it's a heroin addiction and, and they can't get their drugs, cutting somebody off that suddenly is actually more harmful. They could die from yeah. That, they could so, die absolutely. Withdrawal, right? Yeah. And so, like, so are you? Is it a good thing to provide them with drugs? And and like, there's there's just so much. Nuance. <laughs> there's and so much. Yeah. Really, right, right, and wrong becomes really gray. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And that's not our job. <laughs> no, like, for sure. If your impulse comes out of love, dare I say, do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not our job. For those who are listening to this podcast, um, just just a sage advice from someone who just turned 24. Uh, <laughs> you old man. <laughs> I mean, almost 24. In two months, I will be. Um, but uh, thinking about the, the littlest of things is not our job as humans because we humans are puny. We do not have the capacity to think that far ahead. <laughs> oh, our brains are so so limited. That's why we've been talking about philosophy since Plato, right? Yeah, we just yeah we just don't understand everything. And 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 for for someone to claim like that 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 they have it all, it's like it's pretentious. And and to be honest just unnecessary <laughs> yeah just help people if, if that's in your heart to help if it's not then like if you're gonna feel guilty about it at the end of the day then it's like that's the bed you uh you made so lay on it uh, that, that's what yeah. i say uh there's For this real. there's yeah. this one time in uh in a mcdonald's i was eating and then this lady was asking for change she has a hundred dollar bill on her and i'm like lady how how can I give you change? No one cares that much cash anymore nowadays. Yeah, for and sure. and she needed change for a bus because buses don't take one hundred dollar bills. <laughs> and I have Not yet just wait for prices to. Bro, I, I don't even, dude. The gas prices are insane. Did you see? <laughs> I'm glad to switch to electric because man, the gas prices are crazy. Dude, sorry, I'm gonna go off on on a rabbit trail for a second. Yeah, I just found out today that there are like a bunch of like like heavyweight countries that have committed to no longer selling um, Oil? cars that run on fossil fuels. Really? By, 20, by 2030? That's so soon. Which countries are they? Um, I, I think the UK is one of them. UK, and that's I mean, huge. Yeah, that is huge. That is very huge. I wonder if they can pull it off because countries make promises and they don't usually, <laughs> they don't usually <laughs> deliver. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's feasible, but uh, yeah. Look, look. If we, if if in the next couple of years gas prices go down, it means that they're starting to do that because um, the less demand for oil you know the cheaper it gets so we'll see yeah i don't know about economics but um yeah I, the, the theology of gas prices the theology uh, of no. gas prices <laughs> no everything is theology look um I, I i i don't know who um developed it 
the separation of church and state you know what i mean like right, like right. that mentality of separation of church and state has developed into secular and religious you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's like if if you're religious then you're not secular so you don't care about secular stuff and if you're secular you're not religious you don't care about religious stuff and it's like bro <laughs> it's not that mutually exclusive yeah have you seen a baseball stadium <laughs> or a football stadium Right, Those right, guys right. are the most religious people out there. <laughs> yeah. Now, some people would say that's just like antiquated tradition. And um, and, and to some extent, that might be true. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how, how our North American culture evolves because we've, we have strayed so far from our like theocratic origins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am, I am, I don't care about, I don't care about, um, government. I do vote. Please vote. I'm not anti-voting. I am not anti-government, but I'm just going to say if Jesus comes back and declares himself King, I'm not going to be like, I want Trudeau to have to be still in power. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. That's, <laughs> you know? that's a really interesting statement. Frank. You know what I mean? No. Can I, mean- <laughs> can I, can I, can I like twist you a little bit on that? <laughs> <laughs> sure if so if christ comes back declares himself king how how do you know that it's it's christ how many people have claimed their christ before there's a there's a vice documentary on this guy um honestly he's in like the ukraine who lives on this commune and he calls himself Christ. Like he says he's the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. He dresses in the white robe and the blue sash. He looks like white Jesus. Oh my gosh. Well So is is that guy king? Well the thing is the thing is we we do have <laughs> this is this is gonna this is gonna sound funny for those um, who are not familiar with Christianity. Yes, there's a lot of cults out there claiming that Jesus that they're Jesus, which is just so strange. Because because literally in the Bible, Jesus told us how he's going to come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he literally told us how he's going to come back. And these people are saying, yeah, I'm the reincarnated Jesus. First of all, we don't believe in reincarnation. Correct? Okay. Like we, we don't believe in that. So, <laughs> so what? Well, that. Okay. Uh, I, I would. <laughs> I think I would debate you on that. If God is all powerful and he incarnated yeah. once, what's stopping him from incarnating twice? Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> how do you mean Jesus told us how he'll come back? No, like, he, what, what are those specific, what does that scenario look like? No, it's just, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're twisting. But there, there are different I'm not trying, of this. trying to twist the narrative. I'm no, 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 to, no, no. I, I know what you mean. And, yeah. and, and there is um, eschatology is is basically what it means is end of times, right? If I remember yeah. my theology terms correctly, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, the end times are one of those. It's, it's one of those things that I am. Um, I haven't gone around to being well versed on. Um, I think most people haven't. Yeah, like it's 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 a it's a it, it's a view. It's a worldview of life that's important. Yes, right. It's important to have a worldview of how things are going to end because that's where your hope comes from, right? Um, 
But right now, I can tell you how I stand on Calvinism, monalism, or whatever isms right. with with in regards to you know salvation. I can tell you how I stand when it comes to uh, living in in this world as a Christian, things like that. But as, as the the end times, I don't know. I, like I have adopted the idea for so long that Jesus is going to come back in glory, like like full power, like. Like he's yeah. gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna descend on Jerusalem. He's going to liberate everything. He's gonna make everything better. How that will look like, I don't know. I don't know how that will look like. I still haven't studied enough. Um, but I do know that it's not gonna be as subtle as the first coming of Jesus. First right. coming of Jesus, a couple of shepherds came, and that's it. <laughs> the wise men came like years <laughs> later. It was very yeah, like subtle. Th- like three years later. Yeah, it was very subtle um, when I he had came. One friend. I had one friend once who, uh, they were a first year student at the school we went to. And, yeah. Um, we were sitting down in the cafeteria. It was near Christmas time. Uh-huh. We were talking about setting up a nativity scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the nativity scene. Like she loved like putting it together with her church and yeah. seeing it in front of a church. And, and I just responded, oh man, yeah, I also love biblical fiction, uh, which was like super rude. But it was, um, no, it was just me being cheeky. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, for those of you who, who've been to co- uh, Bible college, you know, you, you know how we, we like to debate on stuff. Um, and, and for those who haven't, yes, we Christians, when we get into a one, academic institution we we ha- we butt heads and then we uh we which challenge is a good thing. we challenge each other yeah which is a good thing because we don't want a cult <laughs> yeah we don't want a cult and we don't run a cult cults suppress debates we well, don't <laughs> being <coughs> excuse me being able to debate well yeah means that you're not you're not going into this discussion trying to prove the other person wrong you know say say uh, say i'm a calvinist and you're an arminian and we're we're having a debate i'm not going in there to prove your theology wrong i'm going in there to learn from mm, your theology absolutely and and this is what the podcast is all about when i invited someone who is in a um, i don't know if you've watched the episode um of when i invited a diviner for uh, an interview yeah, right yeah. um I, I was I I don't know but I I wish I didn't come across as trying to convert her. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, I'm sure I'm trying to convert her right now. No, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm not. I I was genuinely curious about what she believed to be true. Yeah, that's and, and that's that's very humbling, right? It's it's yeah. not making the assumption that you know everything more because honestly, I learned a lot about spirituality when I was talking to her and, and about how non Christians typically see. Um, Christianity, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't even know that people force uh, new converts to speak in tongues. Like some churches do that. I was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> that's uh, not not to throw shade at any particular denomination, but I'm going to throw shade at the Pentecostal. Denomination. <laughs> um, not not all inclusive. Gordy's definitely Gordy's accusations is his own. I am not part of that. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I fully, I fully own what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but that that is something that's typical of Pentecostal really? denominations. Really? Wow. Um, uh, and you know, if, if we get into like my real like deconstruction and, and 
uh, exploration of of ecclesiology and the, ch- the, well, the study of the church uh that that will come up a lot yeah yeah i mean uh i don't know if you guys have noticed but gordy is one of the most um brainiacs people in the college <laughs> like he like if if you have an idea he is going to challenge you with that like and uh, that's and my favorite thing to do change your I, worldview I basically <laughs> I very, um, you know, there's no, there's no good Christian term for it, but I love playing devil's advocate. Devil's advocate, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that that we need to have because, um, as Christians, we, we, we need to be able to be sharp. Well, Jesus said we need to be uh, cunning as snakes, but harmless as doves. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we need to be smart too. We, we, we can't just be dumb and, you know, believe what we believe because we just believe it. <laughs> We gotta think, yeah. think it through, man. Well, because you always have to assume you're wrong about something. You know, um, what one of our instructors at the school, at every orientation, he would he would say, "I know I'm wrong about twenty percent of what I know. <laughs> I just don't know what that twenty percent is." Which one was? Is it Dean Daver? Is it like a no, Ken Deeks? That's that was Deeks. Ah, it's Deeks. Yeah. Who <laughs> uh, is? Both of those men are men that I. Highly respect. Yeah, them. yeah. Highly respect them too. Them. Yeah, Th- um, those those people changed my like all of the professors in the college changed my worldview, um, mm. and developed me further. Like yeah. b- before going to the college, I have this like just shallow understanding of Ju- who Jesus is, what salvation is about, and what living as a Christian is about. It's like very shallow. But these people just challenged me and and got me thinking about everything. And oh man, it's it's a life changer. Change, change how I interact with the world. Uh, guys, worldview matters. It matters. Think it through. What do you believe to be true? What What is your story? What are you trying to tell um, the entire universe, basically, um, about yourself and about where you come from, about who you are? Because it matters. If you tell me that you don't have a worldview, you, I'm just going to say this, um, and I own it completely, you are lying to yourself. Uh, <laughs> or just not aware or just not aware yeah um because everyone has a worldview no matter yeah. what it is even uh, if it's not if it's not like a, a religious worldview it's a cultural worldview like i you know take christianity throw that to the side i am a straight white male living in canada <laughs> I have a worldview based on that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. And and uh, the way you see the world um, through your worldview affects how you interact with it, right? Like as an immigrant living in like first na- uh, first nations. No, not first nations. Sorry, no first generation immigrant living in Canada. Um, my worldview uh, was that everyone is fair. Every everything. Um, has a meaning. So when I was bullied when I was in high school, I didn't even see it. <laughs> right. They made fun of my accent. Did you know? I just, but I just didn't care, or or just you just didn't mind because what I believe the world to be is a good world, and that I am here to learn. I am here to 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 sure. work. So it your world your worldview matters, right? Yeah. Right, and you know, I I have something to show for it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
you know, I I I I I didn't let the negativity and the bullying matter to me. So that's um, I mean, that's a really mature approach. How old were you when you when you came here? I was uh was probably 13 or 14. Wow. I I think it wasn't mature but but more of a mature not like maybe ignorant almost because I'm new to the culture. Okay. Um but at the same time that's what worldviews are. Sometimes you got to check yourself because your worldview can make you ignorant about other things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, just just be sensitive to people. Like that's why you got to think of your worldview because when when you know what your worldview is, you can be sensitive to other people's worldviews and be friends with them without offending them, right? Well, yeah, and and even um even having a willingness to learn from them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, we showed how very smart we both are. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, we know a lot of terms. We don't want to confuse anyone who's listening. Um, but uh, yeah, if if I say something that's a, a a school word, can you can you stop me and get me to explain it? Because I use them a lot. Yeah, I, I just it's just that a lot of our like terms in like school takes a long time to explain <laughs> you, well yeah that's like true. calvinism like what the frick is calvinism like how do you explain yeah. that like what? well you, you can you can always give like the cliff notes version like yeah like, and, and offend you know, every calvinist they, they're very <laughs> passionate dude have, have you met a calvinist like oh dude, my gosh calvinists generally speaking are are some of the most dedicated students yeah i know not not students of our our school students of theology in general like they they love scripture yeah because because john calvin they're i mean I th- technically I, I don't if i remember correctly john calvin didn't start calvinism i think it's like his student or something from <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things that like arminius Ar- Arminius didn't create Arminianism. Arminianism, yeah, it's it's the students that did that. <laughs> like so. not not even his direct students, like students from generations later. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's because of systematic. Uh, it, it, if you make it into a system, then that happens, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, like uh, but even so, um, they got that from John Calvin. John Calvin, um, for those who don't know. Wrote the nine to five thesis and nailed it on the church door in Germany. That was Martin Luther. That was Martin Luther. Who the frick is John Calvin? <laughs> he he was a Reformation. dude. I am so sorry for for whoever's <laughs> listening. I I am. Uh, no, that's okay. I am he not was... familiar with the terms. So the Martin Luther, John Calvin. Who was John Calvin? Uh, John Calvin was uh, one of the original reformers. Uh, oh, he was part of the Reformation, but he wasn't yeah, yeah, Martin he was, Luther. You know, he he wasn't there like by Martin Luther's side, but he, yeah, he he took the Protestant movement and ran with it and and molded it, yeah, as many others did. But uh, you know, he he created such a um a clear vision, which <laughs> which some might debate me on. Okay, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not necessarily a calvinist myself. i i am he, i am not familiar with uh created, I, I don't even know the the guy <laughs> evidently he created a clear enough vision that uh it became one of the primary movements in 
the Protestant in the Protestant Reformation. Reformation yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I agree. John Calvin is a very important figure. Um, it's just it just sucks that I don't remember him. I remember Martin Luther. <laughs> Well, I know this theological library uh, pretty close. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Shut up, man. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> uh, I know my theology. I, I don't know church history. It's just one of my weaknesses, I guess. I, I also, don't, also don't know end times, which is, you know, I need to study upon. Uh, I honestly, <laughs> excuse me, I will tell you, I genuinely think that 99% of Christians have have an elementary understanding of eschatology. Oh, I agree times. with you. I agree with you. There, there's this one time I found a book called Revelations for Dummies. Like, that's how bad it is. <clears throat> and I, you know what? <laughs> I bet you that that book misses the mark as well. And I'm oh, yeah. Not saying, I'm not saying I have a doctorate level understanding of end times but um no no buts i i still <laughs> fully admit that the whole thing is insane to me it's insane it's it's absolutely crazy and and i i agree with you that 99 percent people have um well not, not just christian but like 99 percent of people don't know how the world will end really yeah because just take a look at Facebook. Everyone thinks that the world is ending. Well, yeah. I literally saw somebody down on the street corner the other day. Yeah. With a sandwich board saying, repent, the end is nigh. Or... I mean, to be fair, uh, that's not... Uh, look, look, look. I'm not against that, but that's not our main, uh, our main proposal. Our proposal is repent for the kingdom of God is here. <clears throat> right? So... <laughs> Okay, we're we're talking crackhead theology. Yes, let's, let's get into some theology, Frank. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought I thought we've been talking theology. I just no, no, know. no. We're getting deep now. I'm okay. Over this, podcast. this is uh, crackhead <laughs> theology. With this is what he does too. I wonder how Gloria um, feels. His wife, by the way. <laughs> uh, she, about she runs this. with it. She keeps up with me. It's great. Really? Okay, um, that's that's good to know. Let let me propose something to you. Okay. Okay. Um. I think that our culture, our, our Christian culture, mm -hmm. even the most liberal of Christians, I think we focus too much on eschatology, mm -hmm. on, on end, end times, times, on what happens next, on heaven and hell. I think we focus too much on that, and it takes us out of the present moment, which is, uh, spoiler alert, that's where heaven exists. The oh, kingdom of heaven is here. Heresies. Her I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not um, heresies. <laughs> it's, it's borderline pragmatic humanism, I think. I guess so, yeah. Um, but, but by focusing so much on repent, the kingdom of heaven is now. Well, it was Christ who said that. He had the authority to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but by us, his followers, focusing on that instead of... Um, Instead of focusing on him and his teaching and his action, it's taking us out of following him. Mm -hmm. I understand. Because, like, I, I know um, a couple episodes ago, uh, I don't remember your guest's name. There's only three episodes so far, Gordy. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm bad with names. <laughs> I, 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 I Which I one? First, second, or third episode? <laughs> I believe it was number two. 
Uh, that one, um, that one was with the diviner number two. Oh, then it was. It must have been number one. Yeah, the uh, he had Catholic. a really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a great radio voice. Um, <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> but he. Uh, oh, where am I going with this? Um, pragmatic humanism. Pragmatic humanism. Heaven is here. Uh, that <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something he said made me think, but I'll, I'm sure I'll get back to it. Um, but we, uh, our old professor used to always say, like, the only moment that exists is now. And I truly believe that that is what Jesus Dean Davy. Dean Davy. Yeah. He, he said, why worry about future? It doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And, and it's true. <laughs> yeah. And maybe like, you know, maybe when you get into talking about, um, uh, you know, beyond the third dimension and stuff like that, you know, maybe in a fourth dimension timeline, fifth dimension timeline, everything exists at once. Same time, yeah. (laughs) But in our existence, in our reality and what we understand, the only moment that exists is now. It's now. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if we're worried about the future, even if that's our eternal future, we are taking us, we're taking ourselves out of the present, which impedes our ability to love. Um, And we, I truly believe that the great commission, uh, which is go forth into the nations, uh, go forth and make disciples of all nations. Yeah, yeah, Now, I I don't think that means go out and tell people about Jesus. No? no. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Are you familiar with the um, rabbinic model of discipleship? Um, I am a bit familiar. It's it's when a student lives with the master, right, and learn from him. Exactly. So what it is? Yeah. They would live. They would follow. They would do everything the rabbi did. Yeah, for for years, for decades, maybe. And if if we're just going out and here's a trigger word for me, evangelizing. <laughs> Why is that a trigger word? <laughs> uh, because I I think I think evangelism has become a weapon. Mm, yeah, uh, I agree with that statement. Uh, and, and, you know, the Evangelion. The good, good news. news. Yeah. I don't think that's something you just yell at people. I don't think that's something you, you know, you, you take a situation, you see somebody crying and you sit down and you say, do you know Jesus? Jesus loves you. <laughs> you know that Jesus that's, loves you? That's hearing the good news, but that's not experiencing the good news. Yeah. And yeah. If, we're, if we're to go out and make disciples of the nation, that means adopting a rabbinic lifestyle that means if we're making somebody our disciple we are walking alongside them Mm -hmm. we're doing life with them we're not just talking at them we're showing them Mm -hmm. what we've learned from our rabbi who is christ and so and they come along with us as we live our lives right exactly so just quoting the bible at people saying things will be good if you're good um, what Santa Claus saying, <laughs> saying saying you know if you know if you accept Jesus into your heart you'll be saved 
I I don't think that's what we're called here to do. Oh man, man, you're just hitting all the sore spots today. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I like this will be a a lot of trigger for a lot of people, especially pastors who might be listening to this uh, to this podcast. I hope so, pastors would listen to this. <laughs> so here's here's what I want from everything I just said. What do you want? I want people to be triggered. Mm. I want people to think about what I just said. And if somebody disagrees with me, I want to hear it and I want to discuss it and I want to learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, I, as I said in previous episodes, if you're triggered by this, check yourself first. Check yourself first yeah. before you flame us. You can flame us all you want, but check yourself first, please. This, what, <laughs> what I'm talking about is what I believe to be iron sharpens iron. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying some things that, that are like, really controversial in the, in the traditional evangelical church especially in the charismatic church and people's blood are gonna boil, boil. <laughs> and, and i want that because if you if you feel your blood boiling you're having an emotional reaction to what i just said and if you're having an emotional reaction to what i just said then something that you're invested in there's something in the church or in theology that you are holding higher than Christ himself. Mm, that's a bold claim. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that that statement alone is probably. Yeah, good. that's that's very triggering. And I like that. Um, I, I do have kind of similar um, because I, I do. I, I did study kingdom living lately. Um, it, it's something that Jesus has put in front of me. And and what you said rings a, a lot true, you know, to uh, to what I've learned so far. Um, my version of that um, kingdom living and, and and bringing people to the fold, and you know, as we learned with Jesus, right? Like we learn through His example, and we learn as we live with Him, we bring people into the fold, and we live together, and and, and we learn together. Um, that's your version. If if I if I hear it correctly, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, m more or less. I think okay. I, I think elements of what you just said are open to discussion. Okay, okay, uh, but more or less. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to see if I understand. But uh, and 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 my version of that is um oh. There's the dog. <laughs> yeah, I have a puppy and he loves to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um, so my version of that, um, it's not really my version, but the, how I studied scripture and, and how um, things were revealed to me and that um, the way of the kingdom is that of a nation coming to invade another nation. Um, Jesus said when he was living um, oh, he's still living right now, but but when he was on earth, he says, um, repent for the kingdom of God is here, right? He didn't say it's coming or, you know, it's 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 going to come in, like it's in the future, but he said it's, it's, it's here Yeah, when he was here. And I don't know about you, but if another nation comes into Canada and says, yeah, we're here now. Do you think Canada would be like, sure, welcome. Like we. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's we, a bold. <laughs> we accept you. Like, no, it's a war, right? It's a war. 
when Jesus said that, um, we, we, we listen to what Jesus said and say, wow, we have hope. The kingdom of God is here. But when he says that, he's basically declaring to all the evil forces out there saying, you're done for. We're here. Right? And, and, because, and, and, and because of that, um, when Jesus say, love your enemies, it makes sense. Because in, in a world full of evil, loving your enemies doesn't make sense because it will cost you your life. But if the kingdom of God is here, then loving your enemies makes sense because we live in a different world now. <laughs> we live in a world where God reigns supreme. And when God reigns supreme, we love our enemies. You, you get me? <laughs> it's a different way yeah. of living. <laughs> I, I, I think it goes... I, I mean, that's a, that's a really good um, kind of surface level explanation of what that is. And I think it goes way, <laughs> excuse me, way deeper. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that, like, you know, if, if we are all image bearers of God, we are all, uh, we all carry his uh, DNA, so to speak, Richard Rohr would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if, if you can see that even in your enemies, like if you look at somebody who you really struggle with, mm -hmm. maybe maybe yeah. somebody who who you tend to fight with a lot or or maybe somebody who just generally gets on your nerves. If you can change your mind, which is literally where the, the word repent comes from, the, in <laughs> yeah. Greek, it's, it's metanoia, which metanoia, literally okay. means to uh, uh, meta is, is mind and yeah. noia, I, I believe, is change. Um, so or, it's like, it's like it's, metamorphosis, it's, kind it's of. It's the idea of reorienting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so if we can repent in that moment when we see that person who usually bothers us, and instead of seeing those little things that um, tick us off or um, or make our blood boil, if, we, if we're able to see God's DNA in that person, that's going to totally change how we treat that person, how we love that person, how we interact with that person. Yeah, I, I, I actually, um, it's funny you bring the concept of the image of God is because yesterday, um, God, act, uh, Jesus actually taught me um, the concept of the image of God yesterday. Um, it's interesting um, because the, the way the way he taught me is that uh, we've become disconnected to who we're supposed to reflect. Right? We are made to image someone that's why we care a lot about a lot about uh, about our image right like yes. we, we care how we dress we care how we we look right. we want to re represent something something we want to represent something but usually what happens is that we want to represent that we turn in and our in ourselves and we become selfish and we reflect what we want people to see of us instead of reflecting the one who created us um i think it's in uh it's in uh I think it's Old Testament survey, either that or Kyung's class. We learned in Genesis that um, when it w when um, Genesis was was recounting how God created humans, it's basically like how um, people made images of their gods, right? So God is making an image of himself, kind of like a quote unquote the, idol. 
in right? in Hebrew, the word actually is the same word as idol. Really? Yeah. So yeah. So so God made an image of Himself, and and for example, an image of Aphrodite in Greece represents Aphrodite, right? But what we humans did is that um, we we disconnected ourselves to the person we have. We, we image. We need to image. So we're lost, right? Um, uh, an illustration that that the person I listened to yesterday says is that um, uh, have you bought a picture frame before, Gordy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, when you buy a picture frame, there's usually a picture inside it, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do with that picture inside that picture frame when when you get it when you buy it? Yeah, you throw it out. You throw it out. Why? Because <laughs> it's not you. Yeah, you don't Not care. Pictures, yeah. You don't care. Uh, but what about a picture of Gloria? Oh yeah, no. What are you gonna I'm do with it? That one out. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's going in the frame. Mm-hmm. Because you know the person connected to the image, right? Yeah. The, the image only has value when it's connected to the owner of the image. Mm. But because you, but because you don't have a connection with the, uh, b- because the picture. That that was pre-bought, that didn't have a connection to the owner. It's gonna fend for itself. It's it's gonna say, "Hey, pick me, put me in the picture frame. I matter." Does that sound familiar? <laughs> just, just to ruin this metaphor, I'm just gonna start collecting picture frames and keeping the original photo. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a rebellious attitude. I wonder how Gloria puts up with you. Uh, <laughs> she finds a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, um, the, the, the image only matters when it's connected to the originator of the image. If yeah. it's not, then the image has to fend for itself and find its meaning and purpose and worth outside of the image that it was made for, which is very sad when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but that's what we are. So, so going back to the image of God analogy that you, you, you said, if we somehow can connect the image of God to another person, then they matter to us, yeah. right? They matter now. Like we're gonna put them in a picture frame now, right? Now you you would you would hope you know how you know people are always saying you know everybody's good you know and they speak as if there's this some kind of inherent goodness and love in everybody. But we don't. <laughs> We don't act or feel that way in reality. We have to try. We have to make the effort. We have to yeah. remind ourselves that they're image bearers. Yeah. Even Christians um, struggle. I still struggle with loving people. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I call bull crap. Don't even try. Watch uh, your mouth. <laughs> I use my podcast. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> uh, but um, a lot of people... Uh, judge us for judging or like judge us for not loving and it's like come on you're the same <laughs> it's just it's just we're better at hiding it somehow <laughs> than you do is, I, you know i would say uh, i would say the critique is warranted yes um because here's here's the thing uh, those people who who will look at christians and say um you know, you Christians, you say you love, you say um, that you care about people, and then you go hurt people like this, and 
and you walk past this person yeah you push things on this one um they're right Mm -hmm. we do And, and the difference between them and us is we proclaim that we we want to do good and and we proclaim that you know our scripture tells us to do this good and when we don't meet that yeah when we fall short when we miss the mark which is literally what sin means yeah yeah, yeah. um people notice and i think rightfully so yeah i agree and and and, and it goes back to the kingdom of god um aspect of christianity is that when christians behave like this of course the intrinsic thought is that is this what heaven's going to be like <laughs> because because heaven will be filled with these people right oh dude for sure i've <laughs> i've had people who have been so hurt by the church and you know when they're often faced with the question you know oh but don't you want to go to a heaven go to heaven <laughs> go. and they're like not a heaven like that if you're if you're there if, why <laughs> i've i've had people literally say i can't believe in a god who would dot 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 yeah yeah and to them i say yo fair enough <laughs> i don't want a god like, like that too <laughs> yeah and 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 i don't i don't think god is that way i don't think god's the way that um you know, if, if you read the Old Testament and you read a vengeful God, this angry God who punishes people and, and those stories exist. And if you don't know how to read the Old Testament, if you don't know how to read the Bible, which most people, including Christians, don't. Yeah. Um, you're going to read that and you're go- like, I don't want that God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want a God who's going to send me to hell for helping a gay person yeah yeah there um we discussed this in my diviner um episode about afterlife and all of that and and yeah i I agree with you there there, people hurt people hurt people hurt people and also (laughs) like they, they 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 make up their mind about what the world is and how god works and who god is they make up their minds so firmly that any other indication of of um, a God who actually loves them, who introduces himself to them as a father, all of that disappears. Like e- even the, the <clears throat> concept, just they don't well, want. Yeah, and, and and you can't blame them because uh, I mean, you took ca- counseling. Are are you familiar with Halt? Halt, uh, I am. <laughs> yeah. It and that's that's what's happening here. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, right? That's what it is. That's that's right. You never make choices. Yeah. When you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. And that's what's happening. People are making choices about who they're going to follow and they're like uh, and choices that have eternal significance. They're making these choices based on their trauma, which is we all make choices based we, on. Oh, their yeah, trauma. we do. In fact, uh, one could argue that people choose um, to follow Christ because of their trauma. Um, yeah, that, that's the kind of worms that if you want to open, we could. <laughs> dude, I'm always up for it. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I, I did say how I, I became a Christian in a previous podcast. Right? I was afraid of hell. That That's how I got saved. You know, I, I, I don't know if 
per if I <laughs> if I would encourage somebody to make even even that choice based on their trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again, it comes back to that rabbinic lifestyle. Are Are you going to make that momentary? You know. Oh, okay. I could get into another tangent. Um, That's you, fine. <laughs> you know. I, I'm going to put that tangent on hold for a second. Okay. But making the decision either way, you know, oh, you've had these terrible experiences. Come, I've got a guy, his name is Jesus, and he's going to help you out. That's not going to make for a deep relationship that's going to change lives. I, dude, I, dude, I'm I, glad you said that. <laughs> I'm, And I'm saying lives on purpose because this isn't just about you. Yeah. Because your life affects countless other lives yeah dude i'm glad you said that because um because a lot of people enter christianity expecting them to accepting uh, expecting for jesus to make their wildest dreams come true mm -hmm. but what happens oh. when the opposite happens right right oh totally and you you know you see <laughs> i knew i would get into this you see these evangelical charismatic <laughs> and i speak this critique coming from an evangelical background yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> see these churches and they have these they call them um like a, a call to response right yes yes they'll, yes i'm familiar with that one yeah they'll play the you know the the pads they'll, they'll have this mood music playing mm -hmm, they'll yeah. have preached a really passionate sermon where by the end the pastor has started crying because he's so passionate and everybody else is riled up about it and then at that point when emotion is highest they say okay make this choice to follow jesus <laughs> and of course people are going to make that choice their their spirits are so lifted yeah and then these people who, you know, maybe their friends brought them to church for the first time or, you know, maybe maybe they've been a couple times because they've been curious. And at this emotional height, they've made this massive life choice. <laughs> I laugh because I am I am I, I know I know that. <laughs> well, yeah. And and, you know, these are the people. You know, churches don't want to admit that they have quotas and that they have metrics. They want to say, you know, you know, it's not about it's not about the numbers. It's it's about the people following Jesus. And, and I've literally heard pastors say, you know, we count people because people count. And it, <laughs> really, have, I've never it, heard that before. That's crazy. If we have these mentalities. <laughs> then why are we so surprised that people are leaving Leaving the church in record, in record numbers <laughs> in re yeah. more now than ever because we're recruiting more than ever absolutely we're recruiting on a surface level we're not, we're, yeah recruiting i like you you said that word recruiting we are not called to recruit <laughs> no and and you're not what's happening i'm gonna say people are gonna be upset about this we are emotionally manipulating people to come join our church so they can be part of our club. And then we're surprised when they leave because they got hurt or their needs weren't being met. met. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, I, have, I have a new Christian. Um, uh, I, I met a new Christian. She, she, she was exploring spirituality and all that when I met her. And then now um, she, she, she made the decisions to follow Jesus, which, which is... Uh, I, I made sure I asked her multiple questions. I made sure that it's not an emotional one, which she she actually thought this through, which is amazing okay. of her. And um, and and I always ask her like 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 
was it like you know like how how did you come about being a christian and and how you know what are your expectations what did you expect and every single time i i this is one question that that i made sure that she didn't just jump in because of emotions is that i asked her hey did 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 you know that being a christian is like one of the hardest things to do because before you became a christian sinning doesn't matter like you actually like it but when you become a christian it becomes infinitely harder to live your life because left and right you're you're dealt with temptations and you know it's wrong and when you don't do it it's amazing but when you do it's like devastating and it's hard i would argue it's a harder life than before and you know what she said to me she's like right on i agree <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, you actually thought this through." And she's she's like, "Yeah. Yeah, I did." So so I I know for sure that she didn't just jump in out of emotion, but I can imagine someone who just jumps in like, "Wow, Jesus is going to make my life so much better. It's going to make my wildest dreams come true." And then we're in this broken, sinful world and Jesus hasn't come back yet, and then we get disappointed when things don't work out. It's like yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, but that's and, that, that's uh, the gist of it. We're recruiting based on emotion. Yeah, and and beyond that, like we, I see a lot where, you know, you, you've had these people who've just started coming to your church, and for all you know, as a pastor, they they might be a brand new Christian, and it, I don't know, I don't know if your church does this, Frank, but I've seen plenty of churches in our area do this. They have these next step programs. Next step pro. I don't think we do have that actually. Four weeks and you could be serving. I don't think we have that. Yeah, we don't because because <laughs> no, we don't because we did get a, a lot of uh, um, we did get a lot, a lot of new members in our church, but we, we okay. don't have that. Yeah, no, we don't. So I, I really appreciate when churches don't do this because um, because remember the rabbinic style you're you're doing life together. Yeah, you're learning by following your it's a long process in jewish culture you you weren't a man you weren't you weren't you didn't have faith in your own right until you were i think it was 12 when you have your bar mitzvah and mm-hmm. the, up until then you're studying the torah yes absolutely and, right you have all this time in in um in the catholic church you have catechism that is not a a that is not a, a short process <laughs> and um and, and then you you know you see these I actually didn't um, didn't go through catechism when i was in a, a catholic that's weird oh, interesting <laughs> i uh, should have but, but i don't know why the, the catholic church didn't do it for me but oh well yeah and, <laughs> but then you you have these churches who do these four-week programs and then you could be serving and um you know they'll talk it up and you know christian life is a certain servant life servant leadership stuff yeah like that. <laughs> um but do you you know you're you're in, you just gave your life to christ from this emotional response and four weeks later you're serving in the church but who is this person i'm giving coffee to <laughs> who who is this person who i'm opening the door for i literally don't, don't know, know anyone name. here <laughs> how can i be invested in this community and how can this community be invested in me yeah it, it, you, you can't yeah it's also it's also one of my criticisms in uh in in the churches so, um so i nowadays. so appreciate 
I so appreciate when a church, the church I'm a part of right now, um, generally speaking, they uh, don't allow you to serve for the first six months or a year that you're attending so that you can be invested in. And so you can get to know the community. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, uh, Eugene Peterson, uh, he had a policy. I don't know if you know this, Frank. Eugene Peterson had a policy where uh, if he couldn't give communion by name, if he couldn't say, Frank, this is the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. He said his church is too big. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're trying to recruit people and you're trying to make your church bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger, it's... and you just can't know your flock, there is an issue. Yeah, it, this just struck me. Um, I don't. It's the Holy Spirit, I feel. I remember the Tower of Babel. Remember that? Yeah, I was there. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. <laughs> the, the concert. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, no. The, when the Beatles were playing on the roof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was. It was a time when when the world is like humans have the entire world to, to basically um, nurture, and then they chose to stay in one spot. <laughs> And, and make a big tower, and that's basically what we're doing. Like, like we're not we're not spreading enough. We we're we're just we're just staying in this one spot, and and we are building a big tower. And you know, uh, my church actually expanded to Cloverdale Langley, and um, also expanded to uh, to what do you call that uh, to to Prince George, actually. Uh, one of our pastors oh, got called no, there. Okay. Yeah, so I really appreciate my church because they, they, their, their, their vision um, is to expand. And, and, mm-hmm. and we are an intimate bunch. Like, we are, we are a small community. And, and if we get too big, we buy a campus and we, we say, hey, whoever, who live, who, whoever lives near there, you can go to church there uh, and build wow. it up, right? So, yeah. because, because a lot of our members come from all over, right? Some, some even come from across the bridge. We want to go across the bridge one time, but the doors were closed. But that's what we want. We, whoever lives there, we want to start church there, and then we're going to grow there, and then we're going to move on. Like, well, it's amazing. I like that. You know, that's, that's the original model of the church, right? The word ecclesia means to gather, to scatter. Yeah, to scatter. Yeah, and but the well, one of the criticisms that the church gets nowadays is that the mega churches right become so big um, that no one knows everyone, right? And and it's just it, it just sucks, it just sucks. And and we're yeah. making towers. I, I've mini, heard the mini, term. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, well, you you were speaking on Babel, and, and yeah, I was just I was just saying like we're we're making little towers of Babel <laughs> with us. Well, yeah, there, there's my my church growth prof, who's my pastor now. Um, he kept using the term uh, or the phrase "building your Babel" mm. like a, as an issue. Like it's it's an issue if in your church you're trying to build your Babel. Yeah, you're trying to build it up, and that becomes the end goal of the church. Yeah. And eventually, God actually breaks it up just as he did in Babel, right? The, a church, mm. every single time a church becomes so big, what happens? 
it, okay. it breaks up every single to, time. <laughs> I think I need to just take a step back, <laughs> maybe a step to the side. Okay, okay. And I do, I do need to say, it is. It. I think at this point, it's perfectly obvious that I am, um, I am a small church person, and I am, <laughs> I am debatably personally non-evangelical <laughs> uh, i i don't know what i am i i don't know the labels and i don't care <laughs> yeah and that's fine they're just the adjectives right um but uh, so it, it's clear where my bias is yeah yeah is. absolutely yeah uh, I, I, I i need to, <laughs> i need to take a step to the side and say that just because I am a small church person and I am not a charismatic, <laughs> that doesn't mean that God doesn't use that. Just as a, there are different personality types for, for people, uh, different people are going to experience church different ways and they're going to be fed different ways. And they're, you know, God is going to use um, uh, village church uh, just as... as he would use you know this this tiny church out in the prairies um because god works all things for the good right mm -hmm. for the good of those yeah people. yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad you you uh you actually did did this disclaimer because um we're not saying that big churches are bad <laughs> we're not saying that well we just remember like i we started this conversation talking about humility right? yeah i guess so in, in knowing we're wrong about something and that that includes how we feel about the church we can be we can have conviction and that's super important yeah 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 yeah. but you have to speak conviction with humility <laughs> absolutely yeah and uh for those who are still with us uh thank you for still speaking uh we're still uh, listening to us uh hopefully I just hope that that we did this disclaimer in the middle because I think a lot of <laughs> because I think a lot of people would just like shut their ears and be like no 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 we're not listening but we're we're not again God works everything for the good of His people for those who love Him mm -hmm. and you know we we have our feelings about the church and how it should operate right it's basically basically just a normal person like complaining about the government like that like we can't run it like i, I mean gordy maybe can but i certainly can't run a church <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't get me started uh, on politics <laughs> but 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 we do have opinions of it um and we do have certain feelings of how it should be run based on our worldview um but we're not saying that you're wrong for believing otherwise we, we just want to have a discussion of you know if if you are a big church goer, like big church lover, then tell us why, right? Like tell us what makes a big church um, pleasing or 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 effective, right? We want to learn too. Yeah. So um, Ooh, goes both effective. ways. What a word! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Frank. There are there are a few triggers. So. Frank knows this. I'm a very big book person. Yeah, yeah. He I, he I've hides worked, in the library more than I do. <laughs> I've worked as a library technician in a theological library for the last few years. Yeah, I, I go to the library um, to write. He goes to the library for fun. I was like, why? Yeah, why? why? Crazy. <laughs> um, but there, I have some um, some trigger words for book titles, or really? some some triggers in general for book titles. Really? Okay. Uh, for 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 church books specifically. Um, or Christian books specifically. 
that are like an automatic I'm not reading that. <laughs> Num- number one is if if there's a number in the title. Oh, okay. Number two is if the word effective is in the title. Okay, okay. And number three is if the uh, the author's photo is on the cover. Okay, so so thirteen reasons so, why you're not effective in the church made by or or someone. like <laughs> or like uh, five steps to effective youth ministry. And then there's a photo right? of plastic. Like. <laughs> Because the implication is that there, there, a, there is a perfect way to do it, uh-huh. and b, there's a way to reach that, as if, <laughs> as if this author has the has answer. the a- golden answer. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Because if if that's true, we should all be reading this book. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. Like that, oh, books like that belong to the freaking uh, grocery aisle near the checkout (laughs) i mean last i checked there there has been one perfect person his story is told in this book called the bible and there are still (laughs) plenty of people who don't believe (laughs) yeah yeah man that's that's uh, that's a tall order Yeah, I agree, man. Like that, like those books. Oh man, I, I, I don't even. And they're thick too, right? Like those, those books are usually thick too. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. Maybe it's a cash grab. I don't know. My it's my dog grab. wants to be part of this if, conversation. If if someone if 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 somehow uh, whoever knows how to make money from from books and writing, like give me a call. I need it. <laughs> I'm trying to get this novel off the ground, but uh, I'm just I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, like like, why do you write books? Like, why did people write books back in the day? It's to share information. Nowadays, it's more about the money. Just I don't know. I don't know how to or, feel about that. You know, as as um, as somebody who is a reader and is is all like, I have endless streams of information going through my brain and. You know, I do need an outlet, you know, to to let this information flow. And I'm sure some authors are like that. There, there's got to be some pastors, you know, Tim Keller's and and people like that who who like, they're not just trying to make money. They they have information in their head and they need to get it out and they want to share it. And and you know, they have good intentions. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure those exist. Uh, for for me, my my way to get this information out is to have these conversations that we're having now Ah, you know frank when we would sit like i i would sit in the common areas at school and just have conversations with whoever yeah yeah whoever um and some people want some people want to get this information out through writing and that's okay yeah okay but for the for the love of i'm not gonna all that is good (laughs) for the love of all that is good don't make it five effective ways to whatever and yeah. keep your face off the don't oh my god yeah don't because because those titles are what i see in the grocery checkout as i said it's like five ways that that what? that that this person <clears throat> lost 30 pounds like what yeah like, <laughs> you get your jolo steam <laughs> and, um, and hey god uses him too <laughs> right um 
yeah somehow god uses him to, they, like it's 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 crazy how our, our god is so not limited to to just the quote-unquote good people or like the you know um good yeah Christians. And, you know i yeah i've listened to your show frank oh. and i've heard you call yourself out and, and just say like i need to repent of this my turn it's my turn i you know i shouldn't have dropped joel osteen's Um, (laughs) slander do you know do you know what the what the original word is for slander uh in the greek i don't know but but slander is slander to me (laughs) it's it's blasphemia oh what does that what does that sound like to you blasphemy (laughs) yeah because when we're slandering somebody we're slandering the image image of god yeah yeah i understand man That's so, why. That's why killing. That's why killing. Oh, murder is not. <laughs> is not good too, right? So let me let me treat that image bearer of God with a little more respect, uh, and and so I, I repent of that. Yeah. I should not have dropped Joel's <laughs> name. Um, hey, hey, man! So, like, uh, uh, we we. I don't know. I don't. We don't want to slander, right? We don't want to yeah. slander. Um, I guess. I guess. To be fair, to be fair to myself, really. <laughs> um, but I didn't explicitly say anything negative against, against him. him. I did just say his name. But, but the he, implication. But you didn't imply. But but the thing is, what he does is kind of public. So it's like, is it is it slander? So like, so let it speak for itself, then. I guess. Uh, I mean, I just mentioning his name is making a lot of people's heads like turn. You know what I mean? He's famous. Like, I don't need to slander him to, to, to make people like hate him or or something. Like, or have opinions. And there of are him. plenty of people who there are plenty of people who love him, and and he's helped many people come yeah. to Christ. And, yeah. And maybe maybe his theology is a little off, but Frank, <laughs> so's yours, and so's mine. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I, mine's way off. I made a show called Cracked Theology. Like that's speaking <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that's uh, that's <Yeah>. something. <laughs> um, yeah. But but I understand. I understand. It's uh. But like my my um my stance in this is that we we need to be able to make fun of each other um because again sharp iron sharpens iron we're not slandering one another but but when we do something stupid we call it each other out and make f- like um you know I, i don't know about you but um but um when someone calls me out and it's so dumb that i did i blush and i get embarrassed but at the end of the day when i look back in that memory i get a good laugh Because first of all, I grew from that experience, and second of all, I you know it was a funny memory <laughs> because yeah. I did something no, so I, I, stupid that someone had to call I me out on it. <laughs> I, I think that's true, and uh, and that is biblical to do that. To, you know, we're called to correct. However, uh, I would say that's that's meant to be in a trusted relationship so frank you that and is I true know yeah each other fairly well i yeah. trust you you trust me and so if you were if you were missing the mark i would call you out on it and i would expect you to do this <laughs> just same. like i just did I'm, joe, i'm feeling i'm feeling you know, convicted earlier <laughs> joe blow three three churches over who i've never talked to but i see him you know swearing oh my gosh no <laughs> Is it up to me to go tell him hey, yeah, you're a bad Christian for I, swearing? I understand, but the thing is, maybe, um, maybe in his congregation, maybe mm-hmm. he he works at something like street church, and maybe the best way he can 
communicate and gain the trust of the people he's speaking to is by having that in his vocabulary. Yeah, I, I understand. Look, I understand that. Um, but the thing is, we live in in a global society, like global society. Like when when one like, for example, when um, what do you call that? When ah that, that preacher Ravi Zacharias scandal came out. Mm hmm. A lot of a lot of people. He 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 was already dead when it came out for some freaking reason, um, yeah. and when it came out, like a lot of Christians spoke out, right? And it's like right, it's, and it's like there's this gray area again because the Bible doesn't say anything about like putting a video on the internet <laughs> mm -hmm. because it, or, or or calling someone out online because it didn't exist, right? Right. And so, man, so, I've got thoughts on that because, yeah. you know, I, I work in a library and he he has released many great books. Oh, Ravi Zacharias. Um, you're going to you want to talk yeah. about you want to talk about him? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, he, I, want, it was, I want to do something that that people might get mad at. And I do want it. to <laughs> I want to defend him, not for what he did, because for because what he did was atrocious. Right. Yeah, um, I, mean, I actually actually don't know the full story, and I actually don't know if the the evidence is credible. I actually, haven't investigated it. If if you you study, maybe you did. Did you study it? The case? I'm I'm aware of it. Okay, yeah. But I, but here's the thing. He, you know, he, he died first of all. Yeah, that's the, the that's that's himself. that's what sketches me out. Um, he died, and then this comes out. It's like what? But, but that's not that's that's not my issue. Um. Well, that's you my know, apparently issue. There's, <laughs> uh, apparently, there's enough evidence against him that, like, you know, even if he was alive, he'd probably be like, "Yo, <laughs> you're right." <laughs> but, <laughs> um, my issue is that people started burning his books, throwing them out. Mm, yeah, yeah. Now, and, and I get it. I I get being angry. I get that he did something poor. And and when we were moving, we had to move our library to. A new building and we did some culling we got rid of some books and and the librarian i work for he he asked me do you think we should get rid of rabbi zacharias mm. based on what happened yeah and i said no okay because yes he did he did some terrible things he made some really bad choices he didn't make mistakes he made bad choices <laughs> Um, grievous ones but that doesn't mean that he hasn't shared wisdom mm, he, yeah. there's plenty of wisdom in the books he wrote not once in any of his books did it say take advantage of women you know yeah absolutely it, in fact, it's way more likely that he spoke against that. And yes, <laughs> maybe there's hypocrisy. There. Yeah, and you can call him a but hypocrite, but he, yeah, but the writing is in and of itself good, right? Um, yeah, and, and again, I, I don't condone what he did, and I, 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 I can't. I can't defend what he did. I don't want to defend what yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason um, to. And if somebody is mad enough to burn his book, there's something deeper there that, you know, I'm not qualified to touch on. Yeah. Um, 
but remember when we were talking earlier i love it when things come full circle <laughs> i said plenty of people say that everyone is basically good mm, yeah right? yeah, yeah that's a very that's a very common thing for you know uh, it is i'm i think i'm a good person most people will say that right? <laughs> yeah i didn't kill anyone or stole anything um, or you know and and they and they truly believe that and i think that's awesome i really think that's awesome that that their instinct is to believe the best in somebody until somebody does something bad and then they believe then the they say that person's evil that person is inherently evil yeah humans are just well, full I, of contradictions aren't we <laughs> well okay let let me tell you how i like to approach life frank this this idea of good and evil and people mm-hmm. having i don't may, and maybe i'm wrong people want to believe that people are basically good but when you start from good you can only fall from there <laughs> right yes. so of course when 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 you think you're basically good i think i'm a good person and you mess up somewhere maybe you make a bad choice maybe you hurt somebody you feel like garbage you get depressed you develop anxiety you end up hurting more people you end up hurting yourself there's this idea, um, the, the theological idea, that not everybody agrees with, and that's okay. It's called total depravity. Ah, yeah, one of the Calvinist it, uh, Calvinist uh, yeah. main weapon. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that we, at our core, from birth, are bad people, and and that is a very reductive way of saying it. <laughs> it, it is. Um, it's much more nuanced than that. I, I would say our, our inclination is to do apart from the will of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, and, and if you start there, if you start with, I'm probably going to do bad. I'm probably going to mess up. Where can you go from there? You can only go up. <laughs> and by the grace of God, we get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, dude. That worldview is a, used to be held by the majority of people, but but during this modern era, they tend to lean more on the gray or the good, right? The gray or the good. That that, that could be. I don't a, have a problem with the gray. Good book. <laughs> it could be a good book titled "The Gray and the Good." <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like a lot of the worldviews that the, the, that I come across um, that are not Christian is that. Um, well, even Christian, they be, a lot of Christians believe that the humans are made good, which technically yes, but actually no. I mean, we we, we were made good, but we became bad, so now we be we do great bad things. Well, so here's the thing: my wife hears that phrase way too much. So here's the thing: we live in a culture, we live in a world where. Of course, of course, we want to think we're good. Of course, because that is thinking we're good is it is instant gratification, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. We live in the TikTok generation. 
where where <laughs> you know a few years ago we would have said the facebook generation yeah yeah we but it's even more instant now yeah we, right? we cuss at the we, microwave we to, for for being too long <laughs> yeah we we get to satisfy our our desires so quickly now and so of course we want to think we're good right now but if we start with i'm not the full package right now but i can get there well we don't like to think in the long run. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to go to school because four years to get a degree, that's a lot of work. <laughs> but guess what? At the end of that degree, you have so many more opportunities. And if you start with, I'm not the full package right now, but I can get there over time. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the full package over time, but we can get, we can get better. We're not yeah. inherently good right now but we can get, get better. better that's yeah. that's maybe the best way to say it yeah and, and that's that's more the truth and that's that's more uh realistic expectation and that's less disappointment which le leads to less depression and less anxiety and guys i just cured it <laughs> that's the end. hey hey uh um, i i do not hold this position no, <laughs> no. and neither I do i the, uh, it's not those aren't the facts those yeah, are my thoughts but, but yeah I, but, but the thing is yeah and um in in the in in the more psychological perspective that makes sense um mm -hmm. when i do have clients i would say what's the problem we start with the you know what you are actually now i'm not gonna say right. you're a good person or things like no i'll say how terrible did you screw up how much isn't that interesting yeah like 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 it, it's it's not it's not about making someone feel better that, that i do when it comes to counseling someone it's more what happened what where are you right now what state well, you're isn't in isn't that interesting so you you are a qualified counselor <laughs> yes i don't know if your listeners know that you are a qualified i think counselor. i think i mentioned it once but i am a qualified counselor um, and and your instinct is to say hey let's address the problem let's let's acknowledge where we screwed up yeah yeah i've, where, I've, where I've, <laughs> I've had a client we, who did drugs i've I had a client who was from the streets like it's it's not pretty <laughs> the stories well, that we, you hear we live in this culture where people are they want to go to self-help books they want to go to you know these gurus who will be like you are good let's just embrace your inner goodness yeah and, no. <laughs> and i don't i don't think i don't think that that's inherently wrong i think it's I mean, yeah talk yourself up like like yeah but but, but we yeah. don't start there right yeah don't start there we don't, we don't, we, like because... I, I, I as the counselor eventually would get there with the client saying hey you're more powerful than you you think you are you can get through this right but we start with like how bad do you see yourself right yeah and you know why that's that's good because that acknowledges reality oh, because yeah. if you're going to this guru and they say hey you know you're good and you've got goodness in you and let's let that flow out let's ignore the problem let's let that flow out and <laughs> let's, let's just live in a fairy tale you know what i mean like just <laughs> um it it ignores the problem of reality so that when reality faces you again you're not prepared but when you yeah. address the issue right away initially you can you know you can start digging mm -hmm. you can you can find the roots our, our instructor who, who we keep bringing up dean uh, davy or ken Diggs, yeah, which one 
Dean. Dean, he always, yeah, Dean, Dean. He always talks about the five whys, <laughs> which, you know, you have a problem, you ask why. And then you answer that. And then you ask why, why? to that answer or yeah. to that response. And then you keep going until you, you hit the core. And I'm sure you learned something similar in counseling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's um, it, you, d- digging deeper takes a lot of work and a lot of pain. And we don't want that in our culture right yeah. now, do we? We, we love yeah. to avoid pain. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I, I will say like pain, Pain is good, not to be masochistic. Uh, <laughs> Dean actually did his dissertation on on, on suffering, like, right? How, on how we learn from suffering. I, I don't remember what the title is exactly, but yeah, but what was um, about suffering? I remember that. Yeah, um, and you know, pain is good, but we do also have a tendency for those who acknowledge that pain is good. We have a tendency to go way on the other end of the spectrum and embrace pain to uh, a negative extent where it's like, you know, you you say like, oh, I deserve this. Oh, yeah. And, and, and even the more destructive one, the more pain I get, the more holy I am, which is uh, eh. Right. No. Totally. Which, which was very like, um, I think that was a very like monastic uh, issue. Like not all monastic sects would have done that, but it did exist. But yeah, it did exist, you know, people, yeah people like you know there was that device that would like um it would like brace your leg and and uh if you sinned you would you would that would be your penance you would hurt yourself oh yeah yeah i lived in philippines we are very familiar with that every single time every single uh like holy week a lot of people would like parade themselves and beat themselves and some even crucify themselves it's crazy oh I, I, dude i've heard of that i watched yeah. a documentary on that yeah some people some people crucify themselves so that they can be like feel closer to jesus mm-hmm. like, like they, they they feel that doing that is atoning for their sins which is kind of weird because we serve a god who atoned it for us but i'm not gonna get into mm-hmm. it um but i guess like that's that's how they do it and the more pain yeah. you get the, the more holy you are which is uh, not true. Not true at all. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, my, my inclination is to be like, wow, they, they missed the point of Christianity. Uh, they missed the point of Christ. But to play devil's advocate, I, I wonder if they're seeing something that we're missing. Always. There's just always something there. I'm not saying that what they're doing is like wrong or anything like that, but like it's, it's it's a practice that that's been done for so long. I just don't know what it's for. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you you said before, like we we've talked about worldviews. Yeah, and, and yeah, worldviews. Like you and I, like you've lived here for for long enough that the Western worldview has uh, ingrained itself in you, and so you and I are coming from this Western worldview where we look at that and we think like, wow, that is barbaric. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, not but, fully me because I lived there for like yeah, 12, you, 13 you years. <laughs> uh, but especially me, it's so easy for me to look at it and, and be like, oh my gosh, like they are living in the 15th century. 
we technically do. if you want to time travel go to philippines we we <laughs> they literally live in the 15th century yeah we, we live uh, in the no. fi- we we have a fiefdom um i we yeah. actually i actually have land there like we have land there as a family you know you can work oh, really? there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. um but but i'm i'm saying that because it's so easy for me to respond that way that i need to stop myself and say what am i missing yeah bring back that humility and assume i'm wrong that's you know uh, that thing that that dr deeks said i I know i'm wrong about 20 percent of what i know i just don't know what that 20 percent is (laughs) that has been one of my mantras in addition to i know i'm wrong about something that's good or uh, uh as soon as as soon as I am confident about something, I know I'm wrong about it. <laughs> or I know I'm wrong about something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's as soon it's as just, I'm confident about something, I know I'm wrong about something. Yeah, it's 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 just being humble to to an extent that you're willing to learn because, as you said before, there's only one person who is perfect, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of come back, but he's not here yet. Um, <laughs> do you do you ever wonder? Because we we obviously as humans we have this tendency to make a religion out of anything Mm. right and and that includes christ i guarantee you we have over religiousized christ what do you mean i'm glad you asked (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because you know a lot of people might misunderstand that and say yeah you sing Something. And I guarantee you there will be people who say I'm wrong about this. And that's <laughs> uh, but there has to be. There has to be something about what we say we know about Christ that we have over-religiousized. We've turned in tradi- in, into tradition and bastardized. And um, we are missing Christ himself because we are focusing on this element of Christ. Does that make sense? I mean, it, there's there's a lot of tendency to, uh, because Christ is such a complex figure, a lot of people have begun to compartmentalize him. That's why there's a lot of heresies about Christ. Most most of like most of the heresies we learned in school was about Jesus. Like n- none with the Father, not a lot with the Holy Spirit. It's mostly about Jesus, right. Be- because there's a lot of aspects. Which, is, which to him. makes sense because he's a he's a very tangible um figure right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, the holy spirit is more conceptual and and the the father is, feels like more of this just like majestic high force yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, unattainable almost and then jesus comes and he becomes he's this very tangible like the historical christ you look at josephus you look at um uh who's who's the other one i don't um, know again church history is not my strong suit <laughs> Uh, I don't even know who John Calvin I've is. Got, I've got his work. <clears throat> you know, there was uh, a historical Christ. And there's still a debate about it. And, and that's I don't know why there's a debate about it. Like most historians worth their salt would say Jesus existed. Whether or not he's God, so, okay, that's another matter. Here's, here's why there's a debate. Um, so there's... Uh, Tacitus, I think, is the other one. Is that a, that sounds like a Greek name. Uh, yeah, so so they were both like first century historians, Josephus and Tacitus. I'm just gonna say t- Tacitus, even if I'm wrong, but the you know there are two primary works that mention Jesus, the leader of the Christian mu- movement. 
or the the founder of the Christian movement, right? But and and you know, apologists will bring these up time and time again. They'll be like, there was a historical Jesus. He's he's in your own writings, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Here's the problem. There. Jesus' name was his Hebrew name was Yeshua. Yeshua, which is common. Yeah, I I see where we, you're going. We know it now as Joshua. Yeah, right? super common name. Yeah, it's like John. Like it's like it's like John or Bob. Like that's very yeah. common. Super common. Yeah, I mean, like the name Joshua is still common, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that's one issue. The, another issue is that crucifixion was a very common. Um, punishment mm. you know they they tried to reserve it for the worst of the worst but it happened frequently yeah so what like yeah the, what would you bet that yeah there, that there was another person in jesus time named yeshua who was crucified yeah but the the, 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 and, and, the only thing that that separates jesus crucifixion amongst the rest was that um it was instigated by the religious leaders of mm-hmm. the jews right so so that's so, if, if that is true then we right. find the jesus right so we we get that primarily from our writing though. we get that from from our which yeah is, which, from, from our historical which is writing. fine because you know at, like any historian you know if they had as many transcripts as we have of the new testament they would be like this is a fact right um you know it's got to be over it's a, uh, a thousand four hundred. It's a, it's actually a thousand four hundred plus. I I think I, I think Still, I've seen somewhere. Yeah, it's very high. A ridiculous amount. Um, but you know, so you, you've got the issue of Yeshua, you've got the issue of crucifixion, and then you've got the issue that there were cults everywhere. Everybody had their own religion, <laughs> and so if if I don't know if you've ever read Josephus, no, he, no I haven't. So, so both of these historians, if, if you're reading um, where they speak about Jesus, it's a couple sentences. You're, you're lucky if it passes on to the next page. <laughs> um, and, and like Josephus himself, all he says is basically, uh, there was a man in Jerusalem uh, named Yeshua. And he was the leader of this movement, and he was crucified. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's all he says about Jesus himself. And later on, I believe he, later on in his writings, he talks about Paul and and the Christian movement. But the only thing he says about Jesus himself is that there was a guy named Yeshua. He led a movement. He was crucified. And so, how like. I would bet you dollars to donuts that there are there were other Yeshuas who led cult movements, which Christianity was considered a cult movement, who led cult movements who were crucified. And that's that's the issue in this debate where people are arguing for or against the mm. historical Jesus. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And you know what? I I I would bet my balls that <laughs> that uh what whatever his history outside of jesus had um that uh, that the jesus that we serve is real i i mm. it's 
it's it's because like like where the frick did these people come from like 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 jesus um the jesus movement again you said started as a cult cults Mm -hmm. end with mass suicides or people leaving or it crashing like nowadays like this cult quote-unquote cult has exploded (laughs) exponentially i I don't know about you i i would say just be and this is just because i i'm somebody who tries to be very careful with my words um so so you you said like you bet your balls that this, our, it's, our it's real. real it's real right and and <laughs> most days i would agree with you okay uh, but i i've said this to to some guys i've mentored i think it's important to admit at least for me i don't know if you experience this but i think a lot of christians do there are days where i am a functioning atheist who chooses to believe who chooses to believe right? Oh, functioning atheist yeah. issue. What do you mean by that? It sounds interesting. I mean that in my heart, I don't know. And that's agnostic, days, not atheist. But so, no, well, so, some days I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe God's not real, right? Oh, and okay. So, some days, you know, the the evidence seems to pile up against him. And some days, I I have to choose pascal's wager mm, okay interesting I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying that is my default but i i'm saying so there are you days. Know, my default is my defaults like you frank i you know i believe that christ was historical i believe that he's the son of god i believe that he died risen um dies died resurrected ascended right that is my default, but there mm-hmm. are days where I do need to admit that I don't believe that, but I choose, I make the active decision to believe mm. because the potential outcome of believing is so much greater than the potential outcome of not. Yeah. You, you, you're more of a cerebral person. I used to be one, but now nowadays I've become more experiential. So, um, okay. Yeah. For, for in, in my version of that is, um, I become a psalmist sometimes. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. I become a psalmist. My wife is or like- or a normal normal guy like that is is, is like is like uh, there were dirt days so I would just beat my chest and ask God where are you, you know do, uh, do you even listen to me like like uh, am I even right. does it do I even matter Dude, to you and so then weird. there are days that are like. I am on top of the world. Thank you, oh Lord, for giving me you know new life and and yeah. And Dude, it's that's beautiful. That's Psalm twenty two versus Psalm twenty three, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's just Psalm um, twenty two. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like proclaiming that, letting yourself yeah. feel that, and announcing it to God, and, and then going up to the next one and just saying, "Man, God, like you're so good. <laughs> you're so good. This yeah, yeah. So so, so yeah. Th- that's that's my version of your." Uh, more theological cerebral version because okay yeah the, the, there are days when I'm, when I'm not feeling it right. <laughs> um, when I'm like this this world sucks can it just end yeah. you know what I mean but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah there are days that, that I'm on top of the world and, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. really really awesome and that's just normal <laughs> yeah. and, and I, that's just normal and 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 at the end of the day I choose to believe in a God who loves me and a God who cares. 
Um, so, you know, and as long as I end there, right, it's it's all good. But if I stay in the state of saying, God's not real, you know, he, he's not listening. Well, and even if so, he does, he's a bad God. So yeah. if I end there, then that's a are problem. You, are you familiar with Pascal's Wager? Yes, I am. I, talk, I talked about it with, uh, with the, the second episode with my diviner friend. Talk about that. Oh, man, I don't remember that. Yeah, Pascal's um, Wager. Oh, yes, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. I think you, you, you kind of gave like the Cliff Notes version. So there, like you gave like the Matrix like the you know if god is if god is real and you believe you go to heaven if god is real and you don't believe uh nothing happened or god isn't real and you do believe nothing happens yeah 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 right there's that matrix but man it i don't know if you've ever actually read in, in pascal's pensees um as i said i i'm i'm, I'm not an avid reader <laughs> should frank take take like 15 minutes out of a day just google it actually you know what i'll send it to you have it <laughs> all right all right and, and your listeners too take a minute read the pensees it's poetic it's beautiful and it makes you it makes you want to to feel closer to christ and i think it gives you permission to feel real feelings of doubt mm-hmm and and that's what, they, and, and that's what one of my of doubt are real, right? Yeah, and that's one of my goals here in Cracked Theology to make you feel doubt, <laughs> and that's why I'm speaking to a lot of these people because I I want all my listeners and including myself listening to this right now to feel some sort of doubt and think about what do I believe about life, about God, yeah. about anything really. Um, so yeah, I, I will definitely read that. Um, I just sent it to you. All right, thank you. <laughs> um, and with that, uh, we went like way over the time. Um, awesome. But... Let's let's make sure that I stay your longest episode. Oh my gosh, I don't think so. I want to hold that honor. Jeez, <laughs> you're like twenty minutes above. But anyway, <laughs> any closing thoughts before but... before we go? <laughs> My wife texted me and said, "I feel like you're going to talk till ten o'clock." Uh, <laughs> no, no, Gloria, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, final thoughts, um, Frank. I could talk for days on on various subjects. <laughs> I, I used to sit in our common area at school. It used to take me. It, it's about like maybe like forty feet from the main door to the door of the library where I worked. It would take me an hour and a half mm-hmm. just to get to my desk, and um, so Frank, I could I could talk all day, every day, any day about <laughs> any and all topics. All um, right, but all all I want to say is thank you. Um, it's been a great conversation, and and I'm I'm always happy to have these. These are my God language. Mm-hmm. These conversations. This is how I connect with God the most. I come out of these feeling closer to God. So thank you for uh, allowing me to have that experience. All right. Well, no, thank you, Gordy, for agreeing in, with your busy schedule to meet me and uh, have this talk. Um, and I think it was productive and I enjoyed it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was great. And I hope your listeners get, yeah. uh, get something out of yeah. this. Um, so, yeah. All of you who are listening, thank you for listening until the very end. I do appreciate your support and I do I do hope that these conversations will challenge you and, and will make you curious. So um, so now uh, this is your host Frank 
And Gordy, signing off. Thank you for listening. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay being crackheads, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll see you all next episode.